be a player, but your wheels ain't fly. You gotta hit us up to get a pimped out ride. Hey everybody, it's Randy Cardoon, and welcome to another edition of Talking About Cars. Everybody has a car story. Matt Mike was one of the customizers behind MTV's Pimp My Ride. Where did it all begin for Mike? I used to uh, customize just about everything. Uh, back when I was in elementary school, I used to carry a briefcase. I was that kid with the briefcase. And, um, oh, you were the kid. <laughs> yeah. But inside my briefcase was kind of special. Back then, they first started transportable cellular phones. I was one of the first kids in Compton to have a transporter portable cellular phone. But I took mine and took it apart and put it in the Samsonite uh, briefcase. Customized with uh, velour and mirrors and uh, secret little stash spots in it. So it was really cool. At 11. Oh, yeah. Where, where did you learn that? I don't know. I just, I just have a knack for like building stuff or customizing stuff. I mean, you know, when you're kids, you play with Tinker Toys and uh, blocks and stuff like that. And I just play with anything. And I, I took it apart. You know, when the first microwaves came out, the one with the little ding, the little, the, yeah, I took that apart. And I took a lot of things apart when I was a kid, record players and all kind of stuff. Because I, I was very inquisitive. I wanted to learn how things work. So as I got older, I started working on uh, like bicycles, lowrider bicycles, uh, making custom uh, speaker boxes. I did that for a while, and then the scooter craze came out, and I, I made one of the loudest speaker boxes on a scooter. Uh, in Compton and uh, people used to come over to the house and drop their scooters off and I used to put a six by nine on the back and use a little the generator on the on the scooter and a woofer then I started putting TVs that uh, KTV had a little black and white five inch TV so I was putting TVs on scooters with electric antennas and little fuzzy dice and stuff like that and when I got a little bit older and the uh, car alarms came out, Ames had a little car alarm that had a little key on the side of the car. And then they came out with a RF transmitting alarm. And I started installing those and made good money with those. And then after that, we had, uh, there was an epidemic of uh, crack, like crack cocaine. Right. The basketball players, I mean, in the 80s, back, because uh, I'm from Compton, and it was like the basketball players, the drug dealers, and the rappers all wanted cool stereos in their cars. So I was that guy in the neighborhood that they could come to and spend that extra money that they had. And they had pretty much unlimited resources. So it gave me the ability to create all these crazy way out sound systems. And I, I did that for, I got I started doing that when I was 15 and you know, 30 years later, I'm still doing the same thing. So how did you link up with Pimp My Ride? Well, we were, when I was at West Coast Customs, um, we were building crazy cars for Shaq and uh, all pretty much most of the Lakers and Michael Jackson and a lot of Hollywood guys and MTV came to the shop that with this crazy idea of you know they see the stuff that we do under the, they were doing to the cars they wrote a pilot and we took uh I think it was a Mitsubishi Mirage 
and um, we put a fish tank. I went over to the Kmart, got a fish tank, and it's a couple of guys got art pads, and we kind of pimped this car out, right? And Exhibit was at the shop every day. Him and Shaq and uh, what was that, Flavor Flav? They used to hang out at the shop every day, right? So, of course, they all went for being the host, and Exhibit ended up being the host. Over Shaq? Yeah, because Shaq, Shaq was actually up for that? Yeah, yeah, sure was. That's something I don't think we all knew. And Flavor Flav was trying to get in? Flavor, but Flavor Flav was just Flavor Flav. He's just yeah. hanging out at the shop. He was a ball to hang out with. Uh-huh. And uh, we started shooting the show. And the first season, um, I think it was 16 cars or something like that. I got paid $800. Per car? No. For the show? For the whole season. Oh my gosh! And it was crazy because, you know, we were we were at the shop building cars, but uh, Ryan, the owner, he he came and asked me how much do I want, and I was like, I don't know, because you don't know that you're on TV, you don't realize it. So I've never been on TV before, so you don't know because it's just a guy, a couple of guys around the shop with video cameras. Right. It, and then, and then you get used to seeing them, and you're doing stupid antics in the shop. So it's just normal at the shop. And then when you see yourself on TV, it's like, oh, they're cool. They're playing it on the TV show here locally. But you didn't know that they was been played all over the all over the country. And in season two, um, we blew up a little bit, and then we found out that we were celebrities, and it was crazy. And this building, I mean, the, the the ideas that the guys at the shop had, and the guy, the the managed the what do you call it, the production crew from MTV, it was it was incredible because we bounced ideas off each other. It was a match made in heaven for a while, until uh, Ryan didn't want to do the show anymore. The owner of West Coast, he didn't want to do the show anymore because he thought it was too uh, gimmicky, you know. And for me. That is my life. I love gimmicky cars, fun cars. Um, so uh, I met Bo here at Galpin, and Bo was is crazier, has crazier ideas than I have. This dude is a remarkable genius customizer. I mean, just crazy ideas that he has. I went with the show over to Galpin, and we shot another three seasons over there. And it was just incredible. I mean, working with the guys at Galpin, this first-class operation, we could do anything we wanted to the cars. And the cars had uh, good mechanics, uh, good painters, uh, good interior guys. So we just had a ball shooting the show. So you were so successful that maybe you finally did make maybe $800 a car. Uh, yeah, I made a little bit more than $800 a car. <laughs> yeah. And it was a really, really, really good life. At one point, you got your first wheels. What were they and why those wheels? Well, my first wheels, hmm. Well, I had a scooter, and then I graduated into my dad's, uh, it was a 69 Ford uh, E200 van. So, and that was when I was at high school because I never had a car in high school. My dad had a locksmith van. Eventually, I took the shelves out and I converted the back to uh, a 
air mattress water bed. It had four 15 inch woofers underneath it and 4,000 watts of power. I had eight batteries, uh, surround sound, had a refrigerator, plush carpet, and uh, it was really, it was a really fun van. When you said van, you kind of, that's the petri dish, if you will, of a customizer in your, in your situation who just, it's like a, it's like a blank slate. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, I went on to a 72 Winnebago that I found on a recycler. The kids don't know what the recycler is anymore. And I cut a hole, I cut a, a four by eight foot hole out of the side of it and it hinged down and had a table saw. And what I used to do is I go to go to the Compton swap meet and I used to build custom speaker boxes in the parking lot. And in your Winnebago. In the Winnebago, yeah. It was awesome. Those two vehicles are the pinnacle of my life and I wish I still had them because that 72 Winnebago, I took it everywhere and it was, it, I just had, I had so much fun. Of all the cars you've had, if you could get one back, which one would it be? That would be my 84 Cadillac Coupe de Ville that I found when I was in the military up in North Dakota. I paid $6,400 for it. It was an 84 Cadillac Coupe de Ville, the one with the white lights in the front with the bird on it. And that car had, I believe it was 1,500 miles on it when I got it. And that was back in 92. That was the best car I've ever had in my entire life. Nice riding Cadillac. Why'd you get rid of it? Devil's Tower, Wyoming got rid of it for me. I was driving it back in the winter one year to bring it home and uh, I was going through Devil's Tower, Wyoming and I hit a patch of ice and it was over. I miss that car. What do you have in your garage now? I have nothing in my garage right now. I have a 76 International Scout. Uh, that I bought when I was in North Dakota. But when we started Pit My Ride, I was restoring it. And now it's still sitting in my garage, 20% uh, restored. And then I have my my first, my my the first uh, car that my dad bought was a 1983 Nissan Sentra uh -huh. in pristine condition. And then, of course, working at Galpin Ford, I have a Ford Expedition. Mm -hmm. Have to have it. Awesome. But you say there's nothing in your garage. What's in your garage? Uh, my jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> and a whole bunch of junk. <laughs> okay. Well, you were talking about the car that's 20% done? Yeah. What's the name of that show where, the, where they go out? I've seen it a couple times where they, like, oh, try to the show? I'm thinking of the other one where this guy and this gal are in a Challenger, and they run around, and they go into some guy's garage who has no time to finish his rebuild, oh, and they try and do that. I wish. <laughs> yeah, come pit my ride. <laughs> yeah, for real. Somebody I said to you, here's money, go buy the number one car on your list. What is it? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't really. It had to be that new Tesla. That new four-wheel drive, whatever that thing is, that Tesla, that thing is dope. All the cars you did on Pit My Ride. Yeah. Is there one, is there anyone that you would have liked, if you didn't have to give it back to the guy that whose car originally was, if I remember the concept? It was two. Was there any car that you would have said, hell, I'll take that, I if the guy doesn't want it? There was two. Yeah. There was uh, the VW bus, 
That thing was a total, total basket case when it came in. And I think it was a 21 uh, window uh, VW bus. And we turned that thing into a work of art. The guys did a perfect restoration on the inside and outside. We put a, a, a 2100 dual port uh, engine in it. It had a, a, a big 42 inch TV smoothie machine in it, a wraparound couch. It was really, really nice. I love that truck. And the ice cream truck. Yeah, that was a really nice one too. That one had the arm, that, the robotic arm that came out, uh, ice cream thing in it, and then had lounge in the back. And that was a really, really fun truck to build. Car customizer and electronics whiz, Mad Mike of Pimp My Ride. Hey, while you're here, check out our other Talking About Cars podcast, and don't forget to check out our new Talking About Cars page on Facebook. And I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me next time as we have some fun talking about cars.